I like, ooh, better day than yesterday. Ooh, I just take it day by day. Do I take it day by day? No. Listen. <laughs> okay, so I guess I kind of threw out the Friday format. I really didn't throw it out. I just picked a horrible day to upload episodes. So here's a little update for everybody that was missing my voice, if you were. Okay, Black History Month is in full effect, but I keep forgetting it's Black History Month because all these black people keep doing dumb shit, okay? So we're still surviving Miss R. Kelly, and, <laughs> oh, baby, she went to, she didn't go to jail today, but Mama's, you know, definitely has that parent court. And what's most interesting about that is that there were two females who were allegedly kidnapped by him, quote-unquote, and they showed up to the court date. Now, being a fan of music or just somebody online looking at pictures, baby, them girls don't look kidnapped to me. Which motherfucking hostage you know is out there dripping in YSL and Balenciaga? I'm going to give you a minute to think about it. Sis, they were holding hands walking into Miss Courtroom in Balenciaga in East St. Laurent. Yes, weeds looked raked and through, okay? They look like it's time to put those in a clear plastic bag and put those on your lawn so that somebody can come pick them up. But what I found interesting was the fact that they're dripping. Like, you're dripping, sis. Now, that doesn't mean that he didn't molest these girls or whatever the case may be, but they seem to be very happy walking on in and Miss Court. That's something to think about. Jussie. Whoo, baby. Miss Smollett, Miss Jamal Lyon is out here lying. Again, black people doing crazy shit. We got Jussie Smollett who basically said he was attacked Racially and homophobically motivated or whatever. Got bleach poured on him. Got a noose tied around his neck. And he said that it was two guys or whatever from MAGA, whatever. Come Fast forward a little bit. Baby girl was indicted. Okay. Jesse did get charged with um, a felony, I believe, for filing a false report to the police. <laughs> and... Now it's coming down because we're so quick to believe everything on social media, regardless of who it's coming from. I don't give a fuck if CNN posted something. Everybody's going to run and believe it. CNN could have said the, the fucking moon is about to hit the earth in three minutes. Girl, we're about to die. That's what your timeline will look like. We're about to die. Anywho. So we got Jesse who made this report, basically said he was attacked. And then all this other stuff starts coming out about how he's unhappy with his salary at Empire there was a letter written to Jesse or to the directors of Empire a week before he was attacked. Police are saying that he wrote that letter. They're also saying that he hired the guys to beat his ass. Baby, listen. Now, I was one of them people that automatically believed everything. Like, oh God, he's lying, right? So with on that side of me thinking that this man is lying, my question to him is, sis, What made you want to do all that on Black History Month? Like, at what point did your salary 
which is more probably 10 times what mine is, at what point did your salary bother you that much that you needed to go ahead and concoct this whole scheme to think that that was going to get you a higher salary? Now, on the other hand, if you're going to go ahead and, you know, say that, oh, this is true, I don't believe Jesse did this, okay, he didn't do it. But, bitch, why did these men attack him out of nowhere? Ain't nobody saying nothing about that. I just don't get it. Like, it just seems a little fishy to me. I will say that he paid these people $3,500 before... Um, maybe a week or two before they attacked him. Now, the check set for training purposes. Says, you should have just went online, went on the radio and told them, hey, I'm I'm out here um, rehearsing for Miss Roll or Miss Empire of getting beat the fuck up and getting Miss Bleach poured on them. So that's what happened. Outside of all this extra shit that's... Girl, they chopped you from Empire for all that. They said, hey, sis, we're going to go ahead and remove you from the remaining episodes of the season and filming, and we'll get back with you when your case is done. Bitch, they is fucking with Jussie's coin, okay? And Jussie is fucking with my emotions. All of my emotions. Outside of Jussie and Robert, ooh, what the hell else is going on in the world? It's so much shit. Huh, personally, I think that people need to start being honest with who they are. Listen, listen, Linda. If you're going to go into something, let me premise this. You have a boyfriend and you run into somebody online who is amazing, right? Right. So you run into this person online and you're, well, and you do your own research on them to find out things about them that you want to know. And then you, uh, you know, you directly communicate with this person for a little while and then your communication starts lacking. Then the person goes ahead and does a little research on you. And now it shows that you have a whole life. A whole life on the other side. Baby, listen. 2019 is not about to be the year of side chick. It's not about to be the year of horrible communication. Because communication is the foundation to everything. Every blood clot ting. So when you talking all good, you got the meat and potatoes in your text. Yeah, I want to get to know you. It's all about ah, ah, ah. I'm this type of person. I'm that type of person. And fast forward a week or two and you still on red from two weeks ago. Consistency be lacking so much nowadays. Like, I like how Cardi's consistent with fuck shit she's doing. You know, Cardi is definitely consistent with not hitting on a chart unless it's payola involved. But outside of that, uh, why did I even bring that lady up? Anywho, I'm at the supermarket now and I'm gonna go ahead and shop. I'm pretty sure there's some fuck shit going on down to Miss Food Lion. I guarantee I'll be back to talk about it. But get into this. Who on Barbie D? Who on Barbie D? Everybody who you gotta see, honestly, on my Odyssey. We will not be arguing this year. I don't know what you wanna do, but I can almost guarantee scratch that. 
I can guarantee you, I will not waste my energy in a text, in a DM, on the phone, or in person. People love to trigger you with certain shit. So last year, like I told y'all previously, I did a whole lot of deleting, blah, blah, blah. Because I felt like it was necessary to do that. So, of course, there are a lot of people who I wasn't speaking to just for whatever reason of conversation. Whatever type of conversation y'all wanted to have, I wasn't with it. And it's mainly sex. So, thanks for being attracted to me. Thanks for all this other stuff. But I really don't know how to converse with you about sex. Like, oh, you want to fuck? Okay, great. What's next? There is not going to be a whole conversation about sex. So, if I leave you on red, I'm leaving you on red. And then, I mean, I don't know what you want me to do. You know? But don't text me when we get when we link back up on some, yeah, you left me on red. I'm not responding to that. We know that the text was never answered for whatever reason it wasn't answered. And I know there's one or two people that's going to feel a way about this only because they are the ones today that text me that same line. Ain't no love loss. I just really do not want to chat with you about anything outside of regular stuff. Like, don't don't hit me up about sex. It's just it's just a no. A whole no. And end and end with the big ass motherfucking O. No. So I'm usually on like Twitter and discuss and Facebook kind of sorta when I wanna, you know, get some feedback with different topics. So I don't know why this is still a topic at hand or why anybody still wants to talk about it because facts are facts. Women lie, men lie, and numbers the fuck do not. So, queen of rap. I like to discuss who is the actual queen of rap with people that are not biased, are not going to just say Nikki is the queen of rap because, are not just going to say Kim is the queen of rap because... And I'm not going to mention any other names because there are really no other writers that I would say that has or have had the accolades to call themselves the queen of rap. Popularity doesn't cut it. A Grammy doesn't cut it. Sweetie, I just... I, y'all got to tell me what the definition is nowadays. Nikki told y'all, she said, to be the queen of rap, you got to sell records and get plaques. Plural. Okay. So that's a definition. By that definition, you can call um, Cardi the queen of rap, but you sound stupid in doing so. A queen holds her motherfucking own and she very much is all into her craft. To the end of time, I'm gonna ask y'all, did Cardi write 100% of Evasion of Privacy? No, she's not up for discussion. Now, Kim and Nikki. We leaving Remy out of this because your claim to fame was a diss track you didn't even write yourself. So uh, we're going to move on. I do want to say good luck on that baby in that boutique, though. Okay? All right. Now, Kim. When Kim was out, Kim was that bitch. Let's not get the shit twisted. There was no other bitches doing what Kim was doing when Kim was out. Foxy is also my bitch, but Foxy is more hood, more street. Foxy was commercial, but she wasn't that commercial to be fucking with the likes of Kim on the charts and in fashion and then crossing over and shit like that. Kim was the queen of rap during her time. Why? Because she was the only 
female holding it down like she did. She sold records. She got plaques. And low-key, she wrote 90% of her stuff. I mean, who was writing for her after Biggie died? You could clearly see the change in lyricism after that man left. Okay? So, y'all call, Nikki the, y'all call Kim the queen of rap? She's the queen. Whatever, whatever. Y'all ain't think about Missy, MC, like none of those other girls, right? Okay. Fast forward to Countdown to Lockdown and your lying ass faith and how Onika Tanya Mirage pushed. I just want to let that sit in and settle in for a minute because Nikki pushed, bitch. She ain't have a man right for her. She ain't have to fuck a DJ. She ain't have to suck a DJ. She ain't have to bust it open for on a handstand for a nigga to play her songs. She didn't have to do any of that. Okay, that's number one. Number two, Nicki Minaj now has records sold. Nicki Minaj now has plaques certified. Nicki Minaj is now one of the top-selling female, if not the only top-selling female record rapper, um, out of pure sales. Her debut era shits on these girls alone in street in the streaming era. So. When y'all called Kim the queen of rap, y'all was going by what y'all was going by. And nobody wanted to refute that. Nobody said, oh, no, but Missy's the queen of rap. Or, oh, no, MC Light is the queen of rap. Queen Light. Y'all don't even think about Queen Latifah and the bitch got queen in her name. She has queen in her name. (laughs) Girl, listen. Y'all just mad that Nikki did what she did and she came how she came and she's unapologetic about it. That's that's all I could get from it. You mad because the city girls ain't never gonna hit on queen status? You mad because the city girls sound a whole unmastered mess on every song and video that they've done? I don't get it. Now, I'm not gonna be biased. Do I think that um, there will always be a generational queen of rap? Absolutely. fucking Kim served y'all through the 90s up until 2002, 2003. Nikki pushed the fuck through in 2006 and 7. Years fucking later, she is still here. The only thing I can leave on your table to sit here and think about if this lady is the queen of rap, compare Kim's 10th year and compare Nikki's 12th year. Who was doing way more in their 10th year at that time? Granted, anybody that came before you should have paved the way and you should be doing better than what they did. But there's no way you're going to be bitter and telling a bitch she's not the queen of rap when she's out here outselling and outperforming you. And you just mad that everybody's forgotten about you. Girl, the only thing I need from Kimberly Denise... It's for her to go ahead and put out a compilation um, mixtape um, and just, you know, live her best life, her daughter, fix that garnishment and that foreclosure, whatever you got going on, sis. I just want you to live your best. And I want you to keep your fans out of my motherfucking mentions because I like I like him. I live for Kim. Past tense. Anything she does now is like, no, ma'am. It's very much, oh, I'm trying to make it. Let me record this on YouTube. That's what her music is giving me now. 
you're more than welcome to agree, disagree, hate me, block me. But be sure that if you motherfucking mention or at me, that you ready for the shits and the work. Okay? All right. So, okay, I am in L.A., bitches. Okay? And it's been nothing but cute-ass motherfucking drinks and vibes the whole couple of days. So, I'm here. Don't play with me, bitch. I'm here with some of my good girlfriends. And we was talking about Miss Oprah, right? Yes, Miss So, y'all know I find out stuff pretty late in the game. But Oprah did an interview with the two accusers of Michael Jackson. Wade Robertson and Robson or whatever. And the T is she did it at Neverland Ranch. No, she didn't do it at Neverland. She didn't do it at Neverland? So the documentary that is it's called, called Leaving Neverland. Neverland. Leaving Neverland. Yeah. And then, so that's what the whole... Okay. My question is, who asked her to do this? Well, the whole conversation came back up again because they released the documentary. And so, so they now, spent the coin that they were paid, probably. And it's gone. These people. Did they ever get paid? They didn't pay from this documentary. So once they accused him and they was acquitted, it wasn't a settled situation or nothing, right? Because they did not he did now, not the do only it. The time Michael ever settled was the first time he was accused, and that was in nineteen ninety-three. And that was because he didn't want to go through the whole bullshit and all that stuff. Lisa Marie Price can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Then it got brought up back again in the O five or whatever and went through the whole trial. Put on all 14 counts. FBI, you know, did investigations. He was investigated from sun up to sundown, and they found out that he was acquitted. Years passed, he passes away. All of a sudden, Wade Robson, this other nobody, decides to come in. I really feel like it was a setup because there's no way these two men out of nowhere are gonna reach out to Oprah if she do an interview. I feel like she's the one that reached out, like, Most hey, definitely. I think that we should definitely talk Most about definitely. this. Most definitely. Well, oh, well, so here's my my thing is I feel like like I told Matthew, um, we this conversation has come up because of the whole like sexual harassment, sexual abuse, whatever era that we're in. And right now these two men are allowed to tell the story as they see it and nobody is questioning them. Nobody is Right, but and they're and they're being allowed to steer the ship. So my hope is that Oprah is going to be able to ask them the questions that everybody is asking. Why now? If Michael was such a if he did this to you, why did you email trying to get uh, you know transfer and seats to his funeral. Why did your mother say that? They tried to get seats to my mama's yeah. funeral. Yeah, trying to get seats, girl, the nerve. Why? Also, his also, mother said he deserves an Oscar because she never believed him. Also, two two, two bits in the trial, the last trial or whatever. Wade Robson and the other dude volunteered to be witnesses. They no did. one called them to, to to the stand. They wanted to be witnesses to tell the story that Michael never touched me. That's one. Wade Robson also has a history. Of lying, lying and, you know, trying to get money from this, then the third. Not only off of just in general, but off of Michael, period. He tra- he auditioned to be some director for the Vegas show, the Cirque Day show, though. He didn't get the job. He didn't get the job. Mind you, he was also dating Michael's niece, who just recently came out. They didn't publish this or showcase this, but who just came out and said, Ray Robson's been lying from job. We dated for seven years. Michael never touched him, number one. He said Michael never touched him, number, number two. And number three, like, he's, he's been an opportunist this whole time. So. And let's be clear as well. But who's coming out on the good end of this whole thing? Well, no, the whole... 
they are with the money. That's but you, but you attaching Oprah's name to it, which makes me believe, like, if you Oprah say Oprah is attaching herself. Well, but and that's that's that goes back to my point. I would hope that Oprah is because if you if you think about the people in the in the entertainment business who are respected for you know interviews or journalism, the people who get interviews with celebrities or you know a list people, it's what Oprah, Barbara Walters, mm-hmm. Diane Sawyer, maybe on a good day. But because everybody, people trust Oprah, they go to her. So my thing is like, I am hoping that this is a, because, you know, people have no trouble pulling up a black man's mugshot or pulling up a black man's past. Okay. But they don't want to talk about when victims and all this stuff happens. They don't want to pull up the past on these people mm-hmm. and the past, you know, ways that it's been proven that these people are lying. So my hope is that she has the journalistic integrity to say, okay. Is she even a journalist that, at this point? I mean, but she... Oprah's done interviews with, you know, powerful people. I mean, I feel like she's more of a... She's not a Barbara She's Walters. an auntie of, of journalism. She's, she's not really a not a fucking Walters journalist no more. She's not a Barbara Walters, Christian, I'm a poor journalist, but she is someone who is respected for interviews with Tina, you know, people in down, the Down, industry. down, down. So I think that she has the team to be able to... But I think if they really people. wanted to tell a true story, they would have went to somebody else. Somebody that would have really asked all the good questions. But who else would that be? Because Name one of the people you just pulled up. Barbara would have gave them. But but you got to think about it too. Because of this situation being sexual assault, people do not necessarily ask victims those questions, those questions. because the because you know the social media. And you think Oprah is? I think I mean, she, what does she have? Barbara to would. You think she would? Diane not losing her job. Right. But Barbara is solidified, so Barbara might even give you a, a raised eyebrow and say, so why now? You know, I, you know I some will, shit like I that. I would say that I think Barbara probably She really would. would. Like, Barbara's so... Because she's a very... She's a hard ass. She's a hard ass. why it leads me to believe that everybody else that this is something personal for Oprah. She's got some type of spite or whatever it is. When you think about it... When you think about it, she's been quiet during the, technically the whole Me Too era. And as somebody and as somebody who was sexually abused, her story is out there, you would think, like, when was she going to come through? So is this your time to push through? And of all, and if she feels so affected by something of this caliber, why of all things, because this documentary has been controversial from the start since it got reported that it was being made. Exactly. And controversial from the point that it, people believe it's bullshit. Like, the majority so why, of all things, you being Oprah motherfucking Winfrey, being the most respected journalist in America that we know today, why would you decide to take on something like this that is, the credibility is, is really, you know, Because it's not it's, about it's the loose. credibility, it's about the conversation that we're having. And it, like, and it goes back to these people, they're just telling them, they're just, they're steering the ship. But, but the thing is, but the thing is, and I, and I, saw, I don't know if you guys saw a clip, they, they, they released I, 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 and that's the thing, this, that's the thing, they released a clip, and I want to say, of the interview, oh, which I think was probably from the beginning of the interview, before she even started, and she gave this introduction. Of course. And it was very much so like, you know, I know I'm going to get flack for, you know, taking down a black man, quote unquote, and number one, that's a case of insensitivity, ins- insensitivity, because now you know that bitch. Because she already knew exactly, so that's number one. But she, it was very much so like I'm giving this interview because this conversation is never given in, uh, amongst families and people who get molested and sexually abused. No one has these conversations. And but from this of, angle of Michael Jackson, somebody that's been but born, he's the, but but he is the most prominent person 
So there's no Roman Polanski? Well, I'm saying of our time. Roman Polanski, he's no Michael Jackson. Like everybody from the Amazon to the motherfucking (laughs) Antarctic, the girls know Michael Jackson. And he's the most prominent person that this has ever happened to, especially because of his celebrity. So, and I mean, she's not wrong. This is not a conversation. I mean, people, you know, Ayala has people on her show where they're like, you know, you fuck. This, this cousin or whatever did something to me, and my parents blame me for it. Like, the conversation is not had, so she's not wrong about that. She's not wrong, but the place that she was coming from when she was saying this wasn't, wasn't very much like a... Sensitive place. A sen- like, sensitive, like, we need to have this conversation from both sides. It was very much so, like, this is what they're saying, so now we need to have a conversation about what they're saying, what what, what happened. Y'all think as Iyanla... If it, as if it's true. Y'all think they could have got Iyanla to no, do the interview? No, this isn't really her thing, because there's no... There's no Iyanla is more of a Michael. You sit here... You two sit right here. Let's talk it out. But but see, but she's my, not an after the fact person. And, and where there's not going to be two parties. Cannot speak for himself. Right. And a lot of people on social media, the ones who feel like this is bullshit, are saying that um, the worst part is that he's not even here to, to speak for himself. That's the worst part. And that tells you that you had all this time. When did Michael die? Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Oh and the damn. Charges would. The trials was what? Initial charges were in 1993. And then it came back back in 2005. Okay, so they had, you had four years between 2000, or let's just say it stopped in 2006. You had three years. Why now? Because that's the question that I want to know, and I will hope that Oprah is going to say, you know, I mean, this is a small conversation about you, but a larger conversation about an epidemic that is in, especially the black community. So, can I caveat, since we talk about black community, I want to caveat to something that is affecting more than one community, and that's Jussie's situation. Because Jussie, now, I'm really confused. First, I was sincere about, like, feeling bad for him. This stuff started coming out about he's lying. Now, it's coming out that He's not really lying, but it just seems so shifty. You gave these men $3,500 to trade you two, three weeks, maybe a month before they attacked you. What conversation y'all had that led them to attack you like that after you paid them? But the check says training. Then it goes to saying that the police report, oh, well, Jesse didn't like his salary. As somebody who doesn't make that kind of money, I I can't sympathize with you, babe. And the thing about that is, too, he if Where he didn't like his that? salary, he has lawyers. And every time your contract comes up for negotiation, they're going to do what? They're going to talk about money. Exactly. Exactly. But the whole noose thing, when they said a noose, I knew something was up. And you know what else? Because I said, girl, a noose in 2019. Guess what? How, how many stories have you heard about Justin in the last week? Not one. To be honest. The new cycle is over. It's they, done. They, they did what they had to do. The new cycle is yeah. done. Now, do they're, they're saying that the, the FBI said that the Chicago PD spoke too soon. They said that he that he paid them because they showed, they found text messages where they were texting back and forth talking about like meal plan, like, can you drink milk? And he's like, no, it's bad for my vocals or blah, blah, blah. So that's why they said we can't prove that he paid them to stay for this because... There's evidence saying that it really was for just for training. Either way, I don't think that this is going to be any real resolution to this. It's case. not. And now he's just going to be either he's a liar or he's not. But I honestly, as somebody who feels like it's two communities involved, it's a black community and it's the gay community. Do we not go through a motherfucking enough, bitch? Let's say he did lie and he did stage this. Girl, for your salary, 
Bitch, I don't make nowhere near you what you make. Do you see me out here getting beat the fuck up? Well, Justin's also known to be, and I'm not saying either way, but he's also a shady bitch. A shady bitch, number one, and number two, uh, having a drug problem. Well, they, yeah, they released well, him having a drug problem. How many of us know? Come on, PR. Let me tell you something. Come on. Matt, I was on the phone with two of my friends the night, one night, right? And I said, you know what? Let me Olivia Pope this situation. Because if I was his PR bitch, this is what I would do. I would dig up dirt on the two accusers and disparage them across the internet. And bitch, then I would say, they said that the guy gave him designer drugs which was Molly, then I would come out and say he has a drug problem. And that's why he did everything. You give him a cute 90-day stay in a motherfucking rehab. And that's that. He's going to get a little bit of community service. And about a year and a half, he's going to do a tell-all interview where he sits down and talks about his drug addiction and how the person that he was when he made these claims is not really him. And he's so sorry. He's going to work to earn the public's trust back. And, and in two years, this will all be a thing of the past. Girl, it's a thing of the past now. Girl, the next day, the next day, his lawyer was on TV talking about he had a drug addiction. I said, bitch, my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel that the public will be more forgiving of Jesse being a black Not man? me, bitch. Because He's gay and we go through too much. Way worse. Um, sir, um, let's say Charlie Sheen. That's a crack kid. That was, he was a notorious crack kid going around here fucking people raw. And got the um, whole vibe on. Well, but but let's, let's be clear. Everybody that he did have sex with, they didn't know that he had the virus. They didn't know that he had Everybody. the virus. Everybody, girl, no, with no, over no, 200 because people. He was, because he was paying off so many people. Well, yeah. Because they knew and they were keeping the secret. That's why a couple of them did come dollars. out. A couple of and them did come and out. And that's why he yes. ended up coming out with the story was because he was like, I can't keep paying all these people. Who it's know too many see. people. It's too much. Charlie Sheen. Denise Richards came to fuck for her first interview, okay. bitch. She said, no, I ain't got it, girl. And, and he didn't get it from me. And did also not Charlie Sheen, Robert Downing Jr., another, um, another white man. Actor. Let me tell you about Robert Downey Jr. He fucking he fell from grace and saved himself bitch, at the right fucking time. Bitch, the right fucking time. Bitch, motherfucking Iron Man, bitch. Bitch, Billy Iron Man came Billy right Dollar. at the yo from bitch. his fall being a cocaine crackhead, man, yes. whatever he was, bitch. And then everybody forgot about Robert Downey Jr. Then when that poster came out for Iron Man, sis, everybody was like, uh, I don't know. I like, see niggas don't get it like that. You don't see you see Wesley Snipes not doing all oh, that. Oh no, shit. Let's see. The other thing, too, that we have to realize, remember, is that drug, they were just drug addicts. To my knowledge, I don't Whitney recall. Houston. I don't recall, I don't recall Robert Downey Jr. faking a hate crime. You know, like, it's not really the same. Right, but for white people and black people in the industry, it's different. But but do you think that black people are harder on their own people than white people are on their That's people? a fucking loopy. Bitch, you represent me. Oh, my God, Justin, you I represent think, me I think in it's two because communities. Of that. I think that's why we're harder that's because. You represent me in two exactly. communities. We're harder and on so, ourselves so, but, because so we feel like we all that, have to represent. Does that not exactly. So does white that not speak got to us as, as, as our ability to move on? What you mean? Because white white people, I'll give you. Drew Barrymore was a child star turned turned crackhead, turned, crack turned head, yes, and then right, turned that and then around. She, then she turned it around, and what? Her own, they forgave her. Now, what happens when there's a, per, a black person who was on crack and they turn that shit around and you really see that, but all you hear from black people is, you still a crackhead, you still a... That's our problem. We don't know how to let that you go. That is our problem. When you show us that you really 100% have changed, why then do you keep caught? Why, do why does this keep coming? But who has? Who, who has? was in that situation that has actually changed that was good? 
that we can say that is for us. We either either the black community or the gay community. You said someone black who has someone black who was really uh-huh. down on their shit and they came back and said, "Fuck out of here, I'm hitting." And let's not talk about the '80s girls who was everybody was doing drugs and not a gospel artist. We can't talk about that because <laughs> Vanity says she was one of the um, cokeheadiest cokeheads in the cokehead city. Now she's Miss Pastor Preacher and everything else. A lot of those girls from that is dead. Who? Mace? Mace? Well, who cares about Mace today? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, nobody really cares about Mace today. Um, I mean, child. Uber. Nobody. I made that whole motherfucking point. It was so eloquent, and yet it's <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't mean anything <laughs> to today. Well, okay, you know well, then let's saying? put this in perspective with Jussie. So do you think, let's say, let's, let's say for the sake of argument, homeboy really does have a drug problem, right? Smoking a little weed and doing a little pop of the pill every now and then. I mean, but let let's say let's let's just say he has a drug problem. Okay. And he comes, he goes to rehab, and he comes out, and he really is very clear that you know he's remorseful and he's moved on. Do you think black people will let it go after a while? Yeah, because <laughs> because of the side. No, he's not. He wasn't that girl to begin with. That's my whole thing about it. Why, what's the want? What's the need of Jesse? Like, what's his significance? What's his relevance? You know what I'm saying? His relevance yeah, is that like he's not, one of the most prominent black gay. But, mean, but, but he was not being loved. He was not being loved. He's not I didn't see what he was doing. I mean, I mean, well, I, I'd say. What other black we, gay? We found out do? how much people love him once this shit hit the fan. I'll give you an example. But that had more to do with him being Dave gay. Chappelle. LGBT thing than it Dave Chappelle. What's an example of a black man for your example? Dave Chappelle. Who, I mean, the nigga had a whole uh, mental breakdown. Mental breakdown, turned down $50 million, went turned to down Africa, went to Africa, all that. Came back, and. But nobody's really talking about him now. Not at all. Except because he's okay with that, now. though. Right. He's okay with that. He's still getting fucking coin. I think there's more, it's deeper when it comes to minorities, and let's just say black people, when it comes to being represented, because we want so much. We have never. Historically, we have never had a lot, so we want so much when we get a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got actors out here representing... I'm going to talk about the gay community. We got Jesse out here representing us for whoever else is openly gay. So, you know, the thing is like, fuck. Like, you know, we getting killed out here. We still getting beat the fuck up. We still getting discriminated against. And now you're making it easier for people to do shit like that. And let's put this in perspective for the larger conversation. Because you know in the next, what happens, by November, it's election time. And so many people... I really didn't want to think about that. I mean, this year is an election year. And so many people already think that hate crimes (coughs) or gay hate crimes, they're not real. It's it's fake. This is going, and you know, with the whole, um, this is MAGA country or whatever, that being the thing and people running with that, that's going to be a tagline. Is that you see the way that they portray us in the media. When Donald Trump was at his rally, that's what he's you see the way they portray us in the media, you see the way they target us, and then what happens? It comes out that he's lying. He just gave this campaign ammunition. And and if you think that those people were asleep because they didn't get their wall this four years of this didn't happen, that shit They're picking every that single shit thing woke that they them can. the fuck up. They're picking every single thing that they can. That woke them up. Okay, so last topic before I let y'all go. Are we still surviving R. Kelly? <laughs> because I just feel like every two weeks is something new. So I've become he so just got bailed out. I've, got, I've become so by, mad to that. By a fan. 
But he got bailed out by a fan. Who happens to have a daycare? Who happens to have a daycare, like she said? And now she getting death threats. Yeah. Here's the thing. I want them to either I don't know how to charge do. this man and put him away or move on. Because we've all we've been through this trial. He was acquitted the last time. This it just it just I feel like they only circling back because this situation is making everybody look stupid. The the documentary. Because the first part of the documentary opens up telling you they should have caught me thirty years ago. That's what R. Kelly said. Like, he's being recorded, and they're te- he's saying, they should have called me 30 years ago for this shit. Da, 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 da. At that point, I was done watching the fucking documentary, and it just started. So, like you said, either put him away or move on, but you can't move on because now the documentary got all the, the whole black people looking stupid. Because we was like, bitch, that's R. Kelly. I'm not going to do him like that. Ah, 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 ah. But now the receipts was in a documentary, too. I mean, but then you also have to question, and, and, and my. Hmm. How do I say this politically correct? My issue with certain situations like this is when money changes hands. Because, and not in a way that is gone, that doesn't go through, you know, when, when money changes hands for silence, that tells me that money is more important to you than justice for oh, whatever yeah, that happened to you. Most definitely. And I don't know how to feel about that. But what kidnapped, kidnapped hostages y'all know was showing up to their kidnappers um, court date dripping a YSL? I mean, yes, you had to make a point that y'all are not being held against your will. They came in and hold their hands and everything. Well, well any lawyer's going to say that's Stockholm Syndrome. That was, that's what I was going to say. They, they, they say, you know, it's a brainwash thing. But but my question is, how do you evaluate that in terms of, you know, how I would like to know how a psychologist or a therapist or whoever can sit down and say this. You you have Stockholm syndrome versus you really just want to mess with this man. Well, honestly, I think that they would have to figure that out by um, getting to understand how everything started, mm-hmm. to be honest, because if you have Stockholm syndrome, it's still certain things you can't escape from when you started this party life. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say I've been with R. Kelly 20 years. When I started being with him, I was scared as fuck. First year, I was scared, whatever, whatever. He started being nice to me. Yeah, that's when the Stockholm Central set in, boom. But he rescued me from, like, abuse or whatever the case. So now I'm okay. But you got to take people back to why this started and why this happened. And I don't know how Stockholm Syndrome affects people's memories, says, but... R. Kelly, I listened to a lot of things. And R. Kelly also mentioned that these people came to him because their parents brought them to him. He mentioned that in his fucking 18-minute song. And I'm like, girl, what? But you still holding on to these women. And they just found two more videos of you, sis. You was going to tell me that this ain't a slap in all the black people face that seen that motherfucking VHS to that bald-headed ass R. Kelly pissing on that girl? Allegedly. Allege my ass, bitch. You know that was him. The, the, you know that was the him. The jury could not determine. Fuck the jury. That, that it was him, girl. Fuck they, the they, jury. They, they couldn't determine because they, they, they were paid. Not, their witnesses were not cooperating. So by, by legal, you know. By legal jargon and all that other shit, they, he, had to, he had to be let go. But bitch, just no. We all know. That's, that's, I mean, but that's common. The fuck said. So, but, but okay, well, but then this, that's, this begs the larger, the question I have. 
if the law acquits you, there's no double jeopardy. Do, do I'm saying if the law acquits you, then do you let it go? As a as a person, like I'm, I'm as a fucking dude, not fuck this law, bitch. I'm gonna fuck what she say. You fuck that girl, sis. And then on top of that, you got acquitted for one thing, and they talk about some, oh, you can't charge her for the same thing, bitch. You don't know how the law system works. He got charged for, I think, some minor charge against a minor. Some charge against a minor. This whole next thing is something on a totally different level, bitch. Miss felony tease, miss going away for a long time, miss getting raped to your own songs and jail tease, sis. So I can tell you, I will venture to say, R. Kelly's not going to go to jail now, and I say that by. I he might very as well. much feel he'll kill himself. Before going Before to jail? I de- 100%. Yeah, I think so too. I 100% think he When will. I watched the uh, pieces of the documentary and saw how they was tagging up his house and his properties and shit, with the word rapist everywhere, girl, I'd kill myself eventually too. Because you don't have Which, no girl, You did it though. What, what? You did it, but now you also overwhelmed with now people is like, oh shit, like, I really did. And now I'm acquitted, but people still coming at me. And, and you living with that guilt. Another thing, I personally, if I were on his legal team, I would have him psychologically evaluated. That's the only out. That's the only out. But and you can't, you're not going to tell me that you had this mental issue for over 35 years. Well, well but I he mean, was he was sexually But that's the thing. And, and, that's, and, that's where, and that's the train that it And, you, and you have to think, if you, we all know, if issues like that happen and they're not dealt with, they can manifest, that shit manifest themselves for the which rest of Ayana, your life. Which is what Ayana's good for. And that manifests for the rest of your life. You think she could sit with that man? I think she could. I think that would be an interview, I bitch. I think she could. Yeah, I definitely I'd think I'd most definitely would rather see Ayana talk to R. Kelly than Oprah talk to these motherfucking accusers, bitch. Yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, and then another defense could argue that this man was coherent enough to write these motherfucking songs that sold millions of albums, so he could But... I would just say that I would be interested to know from a psychological standpoint why he, what age is he mentally? He's in his 20s, sis. You think so? I think he's, he's just making it to his 20s. I think he's very much 15 I, in the month. I, I, I was gonna say, Early 20s. I was, was going to say, I feel like he's very much the age when he first started being sexually. Uh, High school. You know, High school sexually, Yeah. Started finding out his sexuality. He's very much still at that age. Because if you watch the documentary, they said that at that age when he had got molested, he started taking a liking to, you know, all the sexual things so. that he'd been exposed to. And since then, it was just a trickle effect. Yeah, I, and this by no means, um, what's the word, is an uh, approval of R. Kelly. This is just in order to diagnose, in order to find the solution, you have to diagnose the And you have to understand. And what is the problem? What? How did this man get to where he is. But that's also a problem with black people. We so quick to throw stuff on people without really understanding because yeah. we just Because like, we don't want to understand. Right. Because sometimes if we have to understand then it forces us to, to look back into, into ourselves. at so. the things that have happened in our lives and why way. we are the way we are. Why what has happened in our own personal lives. So, I don't know. Oh, this was cute. This was really cute. I really appreciate y'all giving me some content for my podcast. The is 27 minutes and 11 seconds. The longest episode I have. Um, and um, that's about it. We talked about Miss, Miss Surviving Miss Kelly. We talked about Miss Oprah with her fuck shit. Not fuck shit. Is it somebody else we talked about, but girl? Um, Jussie. Jussie. Oh, her. 
Whew.